Hello and welcome to Less Than Silent Hills. I'm one of your hosts, Brock Wilbur. And I'm your other host, Jane Andelman. And we're dummies. We're such <laughs> dumb, dumb dummies. We don't know how to manage our time well, and we decided to start a Silent Hill podcast uh, to play through the games of the Silent Hill franchise and re- recap them to you so that you do not have to. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> that is more of a chore than other times. Uh, I am a comedian. Uh, Rachel is a comedian. Uh, we thought this would be fun. It is exceptionally fun. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> What are we doing today? Uh, Brock, that's a great question. First of all, a great question. Uh, second of all, <laughs> we're doing Silent Hill 3. Silent Hill 3. Rachel, what year is this from? I want to say it's from 2000. Is that Does that sound right? What would the high or low on 2003? 2003, okay. Found 2003. I was like, 2000 is before the last one came out, which, you know what? It's Silent Hill. Who knows? Time is meaningless. Anything Um, can happen. (laughs) Anything can happen. Uh, If you're new to the show, Silent Hill is a game series about a town uh, that loves, just loves fucking with people. Uh, And it will uh, change itself to uh, reflect the worst parts of who you are and what you've done. Uh, And we have done the first game which uh, was fine. And we've done the second game, which is one of the most uh, important capital I video games ever. Uh, And now we're on to Silent Hill 3, which is uh, so exciting for me because Mm -hmm. I've played almost everything else in the series, but this one just, uh, it was a skip for me because I didn't have a PlayStation at the time and it didn't get like an Xbox port. So it just always like sat there in my missing pile. Rachel, have you watched (laughs) videos of this before? I had watched videos of this before. This was one, I think this is the only one that I had played any of before we started the podcast. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I like was at my friend's house and I was playing it and it starts, um, spoiler alert, it starts in this carnival and you die and you can't stop yourself from dying. And then you wake up uh, in the mall. And, and I remember being so annoyed uh, at the, that. <laughs> I'm just like, why am I dying inevitably <laughs> and then my friends were like laughing and it was a whole there uh, my friends are always laughing at me when i play a horror game so i, I i'm picking up that thread that you are always playing silent hill in a group setting yeah. which is not what most people would expect <laughs> and also being ridiculed while it happens <laughs> uh which isn't um boy howdy uh yeah so i guess that's right let's just jump right into it so uh silent hill 3 opens uh, in meteorites, uh, mm, I have a nice film one. degree. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not saying it right. Um, <laughs> it just opens, and you're a teenage girl in a theme park who has like an Uzi, uh, which it, it, it's so weird. Like the previous games in this series are like, hey, would you like a long piece of metal <laughs> that isn't very good? And that's going to be your primary weapon. And you're like, cool, I like this pipe. Uh, that should do me. Would you and like this one instead? Starts. Would you like this can opener? <laughs> you're like the kid. Oh hell yeah! You're like the kids who like fuck up at the top of um, Battle Royale. You know, like those. Have you seen the movie oh, Battle God. Royale? And like yes, 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 yes. And you're like the kids who get like uh, the the piece of tape. You're like, oh no. <laughs> 
I got a map. Uh, okay, well. Great. Or in this game, I guess you have a nutcracker. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. That was that was dead on. Uh, but no, not here. Uh, you're you're this teenage girl who doesn't remember why she's there, but she does remember how all these different guns work, which is fun. Uh, and you're in a haunted amusement park. Uh, and as soon and I I don't think I'm wrong about this. In I feel like in Silent Hill Two, it took maybe until the second hour for me to see a a second type of monster. Yeah. Like, it definitely takes, like, a whole hour to get to, like, or for 30, 40 minutes to get to the point where you encounter your first monster, uh, and then much longer to encounter something different. Uh, this one, you just run into the amusement park, and all of a sudden, there's, like, eight different kinds of different forms of flesh in different amounts of bags that are uh, vibrating at different frequencies, uh, and they're all trying to murder you. It's <laughs> like, it's, like It's like the monster's... Like had a talk with Team Silent, and they're like, "Listen, we'll do the next game, but we have some demands. First of all, we need to be in the in the game right off the bat because <laughs> we think we're the stars." Let's talk more about the flesh union. <laughs> you, you're you're absolutely right. They're like, "What if we put our best foot and then our other foot and our four other feet forward yeah. right out of the gate here?" Uh, here's Here's like everything. And then you're like, you're firing an Uzi at a bunch of things that don't make sense. And then you die, which is Silent Hill 1 also started the same way. Like you're in a situation, monsters attack you and and you die. But like in that one, it was little babies uh, that kept clawing at you uh, in a very pet cemetery way. And then you're just dead. And you're like, well, that was odd. Oh, now I'm awake in a cafe. So I, I, I think the thing that Silent Hill wants to teach you is like, if things are trying to kill you, just let them. <laughs> it's just going to get you to where you're trying to go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it is a weird fucking ballsy out of nowhere opening, especially to like an Uzi. Mm. Like the last game, it was like you have two bullets. And I was like, I'm God's balls now. Like, this <laughs> is so much. Uh, and and now it's just like I don't know. It, like they might as well have given her a rocket launcher to start this with, and it's like this is going to be a different game. And you're like, okay, hold on. And then you you die. Mm-hmm. And where do you wind up? <laughs> you you wind up in the mall, and I want to say you wind up in like a burger shop. <laughs> and you're like you're just you do kind of wake up in what looks like the same cafe from the first game yeah uh, which is is very much like it's just your head rising up off off the cafe desk and you're like all right all right so this is the thing <laughs> it's like that's the last time i fall asleep next to ketchup <laughs> that's a mistake what because well, she like wakes up next to ketchup that's like a repeating motif in this game right like doesn't Harry uh, the motif of ketchup? Doesn't Harry wake up next to yeah. ketchup too? Am I dreaming this? Yes. No, 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 no. no. This is canon okay. now, and I agree. Uh, so yeah. So she wakes up in a yeah. mall. Yeah. And like then she like tries to get out of the mall, or she's just like walking around the mall. But but oh, Brock! Oh, the mall is so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like the mall, uh, I mean, we go. It goes back into nightmare world, other world stuff pretty fast, right? Yeah, she's she's hanging out in a mall, and then all of a sudden, that mall is also made out of flesh. Look, if something's not made out of flesh, you can't trust it. <laughs> uh, it 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 does, and very specifically in this one, uh, for the first time, 
it has all the right tints to just be like, she just walked into like a Nine Inch Nails music video shoot. Like there's no other explanation for how it happens this fast here or what's going on. Uh, But along the way, she does uh, run into uh, a man named Douglas Cartland, and he's a private investigator. Mm. And he's he's been a looking for her. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's nothing like a, a bearded weirdo with a gun creeping on a teenage girl in an abandoned mall to be like, here's the start of our story. Yep, just an old man with a mouthful of marbles. He's <laughs> 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 like, Hither, I've been, wait, I've been looking for you. I'm like, dude, <laughs> your voice is goofy as shit. <laughs> Oh, so so in, in Silent Hill 2, you didn't think it was that goofy, but on Silent Hill 3, you're ready to be on the goof train. Yeah, well, it's like, I think it's like it's the the, the voice acting is more competent or like there's like it's more polished than Silent Hill 2, which makes kind of like the choices, um, like the ways that it's silly pop out more. Like Silent Hill 2, it feels much more oh, interesting. Okay. Silent Hill 2 feels more like a student film where you're like, you're like, I, I see it and I'm into it. I like see... I see what they're doing, and I see, like, what their limitations are, but I'm into it. And Silent Hill 3 is just like, okay, this is, like, the voice acting is much better. It's also, like, Heather's voice acting is great. Uh, like, pretty pretty unimpeachable um, in all the ways. And so the silliness, like, like the like the marbleness of his voice, for me, pops out more. I, I was excited to talk to you about this because this was a, a again, this is my first time in Silent Hill 3. Uh, this was the biggest thing I noticed here, which is that this uh, story, out of maybe everything I've played in Silent Hill, uh, is the most, like, human story. And even the bad guys are here from this, like, weird sense of, like, a dedication to a dogma that other people taught them. Or, like, everyone's here, or is it cross-purposes because of choices that they made as as people and as dummies. Um, and But the it, it comes through in some of the lines, and we're going to get to it later. But, like, Mm -hmm. some of the absolute worst characters in this series are in this game. But the (laughs) way that their lines are delivered and stuff, uh, a couple of times I was like, holy shit, like, that's that was good. That was such a good thing for this to have happen right now. That's such a human reaction to what was happening. Uh, And and you're you're dead on with the the student film evaluation of the first one because uh, we don't have this weird sort of, like, cough syrup dream logic haze over this game i guess Mm. everything is very much like no this is actually what's fucking happening the walls (laughs) are made out of meat and the walls the meat walls they want to eat you and you're you're also meat and the everybody get on the same page here and you're just like okay this is this is what's happening there's no question of like are you seeing this too or like am i a doppelganger for something they just cut everything out they're like everyone is who they are and everything is yeah. very scary <laughs> uh so that that god that student film uh that you're you're so good at this uh I'm so glad <laughs> we make this uh, so she's walking around the mall, and do you also just like adore like abandoned mall pornography stuff? Yes. Like n- not the actual pornography, like right. the people, the people that travel the world shooting just abandoned malls reclaimed by nature and stuff. Like, yeah. Malls are like the absolute best horror location, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like uh, it's like, first of all easy. Uh, you can always say uh, it's anti. It's a it's a statement about capitalism. 
Uh, every, time. <laughs> every single time. Every time. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, obviously, you know, John the Dead, best zombie movie. Um, we want our malls to be full of monsters. Like, it makes sense. Like, it's weird. It's weird that there are malls that are normal. <laughs> that's my that's my point of view on it. <laughs> I think that's the new that's that's the new tagline for this show. It's weird. It's weird that, that malls, malls are normal. Are normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like a weird big Make- space that shouldn't exist, and it has like magic stairs uh, in the middle of it, and. <laughs> Uh, big fountains, which is like what could be usually water, could be blood. Uh, it seems like a quick fix there. Uh, and yeah, and just like a lot of space to just like run for your life. So it's like a pretty ideal horror location. Make malls monsters. Again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so she's walking through an abandoned mall, uh, and and it it does a thing that's kind of cute, which is that like. Some of the mall doors are basically closed, like all the way to the ground, but you can still get into the rooms and stuff. And and you're running around, and nothing seems to be making any sense. Why are you still here? Uh, and she gets into a store where there's a gun on the ground, and her first reaction is to grab the gun. Which I was like, if you didn't know you're in a horror situation, the sort of person that sees a gun and their first reaction is to grab it is really interesting. Uh, but she grabs a gun and immediately. A gigantic, like, nine-foot-tall monster comes out of nowhere, and it's got giant clobber hands that it walks around on, and it's all twitchy, and she shoots it a bunch, and uh, this is so upsetting about this first encounter. The monster takes, like, six shots, and it's still there twitching and just kind of looking at her, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it just falls down dead, and you're like, it isn't, though. Like, that <laughs> that monster is definitely pretending to be dead. Yeah. Like, there's no way that her tiny dumb bullets like, did that. And then if they did, it took way too long. Like, it, it's it's immediately upsetting. And uh, I just did uh, a Friends podcast where we talked about the very first Resident Evil game. And there was a lot of stuff uh, in that that I was like, oh, this is stuff I ran into in, in the Silent Hill game. But one of the things that I think that they both did that I didn't bring up on our episode of that is that um you have no idea how many bullets it takes to bring down an enemy in any of these games Mm -hmm. uh which was a big shift from like when you're playing mario you know if you jump on something's head it dies uh and other games you know if you shoot the bad guy the bad guy dies these are just wildly out of control and sometimes the rules don't line up sometimes a weird dog with no flesh on it uh, you can hit it three times with a bullet and it's dead. And other times it's like 20 shots. There's no consistency. And sometimes it's on the ground and it's not really dead. Yeah. Uh, so you have to kick it a bunch and you don't know the rules on that either. Like it is, it is truly, it, it keeps you on your toes because you have no idea what the rules are of these things. And I, I think that that's one of the things that makes us so extra spooky. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what happens after she gets a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I actually, I don't recall, how, like, it's, it's, she's in the hall, she's in the, the mall for a while, or it's like my recollection, right. and it's like, there's like, there, it's like kind of like a hospital, there's like hospital beds there, uh, and she does meet Claudia for the first time in the mall, right? Yes. Yes, that's like where their first meeting happens. And who is Claudia? Ah, uh, Claudia, she's the... Uh, boy, she is a, uh, I believe this is verbatim from the game. She's that crazy bitch. 
Uh, she's again. <laughs> the game says that about her just a, a lot of times. Yeah, like one time too many. Yeah, the, the the game is like, listen, this is not a character we want you to form your own thoughts about. This is a crazy bitch character. Uh, she's come here to start the apocalypse. Don't think she has a lot of nuance. Uh, look how crazy she looks. <laughs> look at her weird slicked back hair. Nuance. This is how I pronounce it, Brock. Uh, <laughs> this is my way of living. Uh, and, and she's like, and she's like, look at my weird, like, fucking Matrix clothes. Like, obviously, she's, like, not sympathetic or relatable. You are you are right. She has a very Matrix outfit. Very Matrix outfit. And, like, in the Matrix, like, that's what the good people wear. But, like, in Silent Hill, like, if you're not wearing, you know, dirty, gen- dirty denim and, like, a green jacket, like, you're... You're fucking nuts. Is Silent Hill Canadian? Silent Hill is deeply, deeply Canadian. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you got the spooky woman Claudia, and uh, you start riding an elevator, which uh, is something you'll do a lot in this game. Um, yeah. And uh, as you're riding the elevator, a radio falls out from the top of it. Uh, so now you've got your radio, like you're always supposed to have in Silent Hill. It is. Such a clumsy version of this. Uh, so so much of this so so far sounds so clumsy. Like there's just a gun on yeah. the floor, <laughs> and, then, and then like a radio falls out of the top of the elevator. The way that nothing works. It's like it's um, like a video game that's hostile to its own mechanic. It's like oh you pro- you probably I, fucking want that radio that makes static when the monsters are near. Here you go, fucker, and it like just throws it at you, <laughs> and you're like ow. The idea. The idea of a Silent Hill that's actively angry at you for playing it <laughs> is the most Silent Hill version of this. And this is also where uh, this Silent Hill sets itself apart because it gets uh, Jim from the office turning to the camera meta like right out of the gate here. Oh, you know. go into a bathroom uh. and, and it, it, it is weird that every bathroom in all Silent Hill games is is also the point of the most violence and, and gross shit. Uh, it's just a bathroom. It should be fine. Uh, but in the other games, you've had to dig in toilets to find a key or something. And in this one, you go to a toilet and you tell the character to go search the toilet for the key and it enters a cut scene. And then she doesn't put her hand in the toilet and instead turns directly to camera and says like, what kind of gross person would even do that? And then walks away. That's a part of the game. That's, That's it's so like, funny. It, it's so weird like suddenly like she's looking at you and yelling at you for how you're weird and it's like yeah. well okay i guess <laughs> point taken uh so yeah you've got this big ball and you're running through it and uh and we should and we, should, God, and we uh, should say that that like that moment is a direct reference to the fact that like uh james like wouldn't have thought for two se- like there's a scene where james in silent hill 2 just like reaches right into a toilet like that's what that's referencing right he reaches into like a number of things, including holes in the wall. Like J- James will fist anything. That's the point <laughs> of James. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. But what happens here? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just imagining how they're doing like, what kind of wife killing blonde haired weirdo would put their hand in the toilet that fucking would be gross. And also he killed his wife. Like, I just imagine her getting, like, super sassy about, like, the immediate prequel's protagonist. 
in that moment. She's like, this is the third one. Why didn't you play the second one? That's on you. <laughs> Uh, so what happens here is that, um, this game is, uh, it was basically turned around by about the same team right after Silent Hill 2. So like the, the technology has not advanced much and the game isn't that much different. Mm. So it's one of the reasons that it's, um, it felt so incredible to me to play because it's like, oh, this is like my chance to replay Silent Hill 2 again for the first time 17 years later. Um... But things are a little like there. There are just such attentions to detail, which is always part of the draw of this. That just every room oh looks so cool and interesting, and every oh. corner you're like, I just want to look at this a little longer. And they fixed some of the camera stuff in a little bit of a way that like it's slightly better, but it's still the same game. And and reading reviews from the time. <laughs> People were mad. They're like, why didn't they make a wildly different game? And I was like, oh, come to the future where we're still trying to make games as good as the 2001 <laughs> one was. Like your your petty bullshit doesn't uh, factor in here. Uh, but so Silent Hill 2 has the same sort of engine and the same sort of visual thing. Silent Hill 3 uses darkness in a way I've never seen. Uh, when you mm. first start the game, you have a flashlight and it is in your pocket uh, and that sort of shows you what you can see. And most of the rest of this game is just set in total darkness. Uh, and it makes it so hard to play things. <laughs> but um, it is it is the opposite of like the mist town from two and one where like it was you couldn't see, but it was so bright in this like there is we're about to talk about there's a boss fight that comes up where it's a very video gamey boss fight yeah. uh, where a boss like does does things in a pattern that like jump out at you and the camera moves to show you what's going to happen but if you don't have your flashlight aimed at him you have no idea and you're dead it is mind-numbingly awful uh, <laughs> but it's so effective uh and so there is that but there is also um i th i think the great the great thing that pulls me back to silent hill a lot and and is one of the th things that everyone takes away from this in the same way that they take it away from Twin Peaks or House of Cards is that this is a series about impossible spaces. Uh, mm. And in Silent Hill 2, it's a city where, like, all of a sudden, there's just giant holes everywhere and you can't leave because you've mm. got to die here because this is purgatory. <laughs> and this one, uh, you've got a mall for at least, like, the first, like, half of the game here. And that mall is impossible because you can uh it starts out with you running around just a regular mall and as things get fucked um the mall just keeps expanding and you wind up riding these elevators that go down into the depths of hell and you wind up in these hallways that you're running for like the same amount of like running that you would do in the entirety of the town of 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 Silent Hill in the last game and I was like <laughs> oh it 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 creates this idea in your head that you've you've left that space, but it's still just the goddamn mall. <laughs> I don't know. What did you feel about all that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely makes it takes me back to when I was a teen girl. You just you just lived in the mall and you could not get out. Uh. <laughs> Rachel, you you spent your time as a teenager trapped in, a, in an endless mall. Uh, yeah, Brock, I would say that I did spend... <laughs> My entire teenage years trapped in a mall. That's where it was. Oh my god! That's actually That's so complicated. I know it was hard. <laughs> what 
what did you do to survive? Well, Brock, uh, there's something called the Panda Express. Uh, <laughs> and that really got me through most of the years. <laughs> when you start it with, well, Brock, I can, I can hear how angry you are. <laughs> I don't want this prompt right now. Save it for later. Put that in your pocket, Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we have a shorthand for it. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Heather is running around this place uh, and then she winds up fighting uh, a penis. Uh, Do you want to explain what we're doing here? (laughs) I mean, it's just a it's just a fucking worm in the bowels of the mall. I mean, I think it really speaks for itself, doesn't it? <laughs> I really, I didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to have uh, a, a big old ball of fun with that one, but that that was a much funnier answer. The the giant uh, murder penis worm, uh, it speaks for itself. Yeah. It truly does. Uh, it's just there. And there's something that it's basically the same thing that we saw in the first one yeah. when we were in the mall too. I, I'm just putting that together. So it's, it's not that wild of a thing, but it's, it is. Uh, it does uh, feel much more like uh, a Resident Evil thing mm. because in Resident Evil, they're just sometimes like, "Hey, out of nowhere, what if there was a giant spider or a shark or a plant, uh, <laughs> and that plant is angry?" Uh, and and most of Silent Hill seems to be about like smaller things, except for uh, certain creatures like a pyramid head. And so this one feels weird because it's just a, a giant worm with with a mouth it's it's a very dune worm yeah uh and it and it actually is like that's not a just a generalization it has like the sort of coverings and stuff and you've got to shoot it a bunch and it's like where where did that come from it's a weird idea uh i think the symbolism of it speaks for itself yeah i mean i guess like for me uh the monsters are in some ways in this game like less interesting than in silent hill 2 because Silent Hill 2 is just like, these monsters, the extensions of James's subconscious. And in Silent Hill 3, it's like, le- it feels like less clear about where, like, uh, the monster, like, are the monsters, are the monsters, uh, like, Brock, do you think the monsters are from Heather's subconscious? Or do you feel like they're kind of like, what would be, what would be fun here? Oh, like a giant worm. Is it, it, it feels like more like arbitrary. Well, uh, I I have some thoughts on that, but let's do just the next little bit of story here that we yeah, sure. catch up to what's happening because I think we need that to unpack some of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, you kill the worm monster in the mall, and uh, by the way, this enters into this infuriating thing in this game where like sometimes something happens and then you just teleport somewhere, <laughs> and you you're always waking up and being like, "How did I get here?" It's uh. like I don't know. We didn't have a good way of transporting you from the from one location to another. You're just here now. Uh, so uh, she's back in the mall, uh, and we run back into the private investigator, uh, which I I stand by my my statement that some of these interactions are very human interactions, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't make them any less funny interactions because <laughs> she runs into this guy and she's like, "I'm not mad at you. 
but I think you're a creep and definitely whatever's happening here involves you even if you don't know anything so I'm gonna piece the fuck out and he's like well what am I supposed to do and she goes I don't give a shit and like walks into a subway to find a train home and like I was like sorry the hardened like PI with the gun was like excuse me teenage girl how am I supposed to survive and she's like no not my thing bro uh and then just walks away and he's like that i respect that <laughs> and just lets her go i think so, i think De- i think douglas and, and heather's relationship is like so funny and good like it, like i love it i like love how he's just like what am i supposed to do i like i love that he doesn't know what to do i i love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is the one thing that you would expect a private investigator to know and that is to know what to do in most situations uh so she winds up in the subway and we have a, a long sort of it's a it's a very video gamey sequence. But um, there is some stuff in here that gets into like when they were making this, they took their time to make this game fucking haunted. <laughs> uh, so like in the subway sequence, uh, there is a, a thing that you can do where you can wind up reading a, a newspaper article about a man that got pushed to his death in front of a train. And if you've read that article and then you walk along the train tracks, the ghost of that man will pop up and shove you in front of a train. And it's just like, that's just a thing that can happen. And it's just like, there aren't other like really ghosts anywhere else in this game. (laughs) They were just like, what if we made a thing here that really fucks with you? Uh, And I was like, that's that's so cool. And uh, also, I I read something that I couldn't make happen in my game. Uh, but I read that like it's possible in the harder difficulty levels uh, to fall down a hole at the very beginning of the game and that Heather just wakes up out of a bad dream. It feels like weird internet fucking with me stuff and somebody that's listening, you can tell me whether or not that's true. But on easy mode, you can't fall into holes and die. But on harder modes, you can't. I, I, it, 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 Silent Hill is such a great match for the internet because I'm like, I don't believe anything from either of you. Uh, you're all fake news. So anyway, she winds up in this situation. She's trying to find a train to get home and it's it's a solid 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay where it's just you and various monsters on trains. Yep. Right before the train stuff is over with, which is, there's no plot here otherwise, uh, there is a sequence where you wind up calling a train and getting on a train and then when you get on the ghost train, the doors close and she starts banging on the doors like that's not what she wanted to have happen. And it's like, right. sorry, honey, you called ghost train. You get the ghost train. And uh, but then you walk through the entirety of the train trying to move towards the front. Uh, and the lighting effects here are still like more than a decade later. Just goddamn incredible. It's just this strobe effect of like a train moving at quick speeds and when a monster is coming at you in that way and you can't really see them. Oh my God, it's so effective and cool. Uh, <laughs> how much of this game did you play? Did, I know that you you played a good amount of last one. Was this one more of a, a video watch for you? <laughs> this was definitely more of a video watch. So, um, gotcha. So I feel like where there, I feel like we're kind of in that part of the game where there isn't a lot of plot. And so for me, it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really watch too much of these sequences. Um, right. I was like watching and and there is a lot of padding in this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You fight through the, all this train stuff. Uh, and then what happens next? <laughs> Oh, fuck. What does happen next? Um, oh, uh, there's like another oh, monster. Uh, sort of right? at the end of this, 
there, there's some monster stuff, but you finally get to meet uh, Vincent. Ah, uh, Vincent. Do you want to take the first crack at Vincent here? <laughs> uh, man, Vincent is, uh, well, he is a, um, he's like a, a minister or a preacher. Uh, he's a, he's a vest wearer, uh, which I think is like a very defining characteristic. He wears his vest. He's one. Of, he's one of those vest jobs. Yeah, he's yeah. a vest job. Total, total vest job. Um, and he's just like, ugh. Uh, you're like you're, you. You watch him for three seconds, and you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, this guy's no good. He's very like. He's like sadistic. Um, and I forget exactly what happens in their first meeting. Uh, uh, do you remember like what he like? He's like, is he there to basically what? What he does is is that he's like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. I know your secret past. Yeah. I know who your dad is. I know who your mom is. I know all these things. And she's like, tell me those things. And he's like, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> aren't you having fun here? And she's like, fuck you. What are you doing? And he's like, this is fun and wacky. Uh, and and he has a line in here that's uh, she's like, aren't you seeing all these monsters? And, and he's like, wait, they look like monsters to you, which is a line worth unpacking because either he is genuinely fucking with right. her or he doesn't see it this way. And, and that gets into the sort of, he is clearly obsessed with, uh, all this shit. He is, he is, he's just this huge goddamn Reddit nerd for the, this cult in the apocalypse. Uh, and he, he wants to be a part of all these things and he's like locked himself in a room with all these books and he just loves studying this stuff, but he's still just a giant piece of shit. Uh, and it, 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 he's he's the embodiment of like toxic fandom. Uh, and I'm like, I'm also like, so he's I'm also like fascinated by him because uh, not to spoil it, but there was a line he has later where he's like, uh, he's talking to Claudia, and he's like, ta- uh, like later in the game, he's just like, he references like how his money built the church, and I'm like, what right. what job do you have? You're just a guy who reads books in a room. Like, does he? Does he have Bitcoin? Like, what is his? Like, what is <laughs> my my immediate headcanon on that was that like his parents were definitely rich and he just yeah. like, put all his money towards this. But who knows? It could be. A, you're you're right. I, that's it's a fat. He's a weirdly fascinating character. <laughs> he's clearly awful. Yeah. But he also says like amidst all of his like terrible stuff, uh, like th- this was the point where I started thinking about like in Silent Hill Two, this character who is kind of being obtuse about things would have been speaking in mother goose fairy tale riddles. <laughs> uh, and instead here, he's just sort of being like directly a prick about stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, okay, okay. Uh, so we've met Vincent. Uh, and then there's just like a, a solid 35 minutes of just nothing but plot that happens next. Mm. Basically what happens is, is that Heather gets home and, mm. uh, Oh, and no. she finds her dad, no. and her dad is dead. Uh, and her dad is is Harry. Harry, who was the protagonist of the first game. Da, da, da. So, <laughs> so she is the child that was the kid that he gets out of Silent Hill with in the first game that they tried to make into the evil god. It's been 17 years, uh, and clearly the cult is angry about that stuff, but she's all grown up now. And, and there's some stuff in here that gets a little weird where it seems like he maybe told her about all this when she was a kid. Mm. She, he definitely did. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then like, it's also like a lot of stuff that's still very surprising to her. Like, what is this silent hill? thing? Like the, the, the place where all this happened. Don't, don't you remember that part of the thing your dad told you? So (coughs) he's got a daughter. 
uh, and he's dead now, which is, uh, as, as my friend, uh, Whitney pointed out, uh, it's just so fucking sad that Harry survived everything in Silent Hill (laughs) only to be killed in, in his lazy boy in his home years later. Uh, which also, uh, he looks just like uh, the dead version of James that you run right. into in a room in Silent Hill 2. So, like, all all Silent Hill men die in the Lazy Boy at yeah. some point. That is that is their commentary <laughs> on men, which... Commentary uh, on, also... on gamers, really. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, you're going to die in your Lazy Boy. Get ready for it. Uh, which uh, also uh, a detail I found out today: uh, one of the monsters is eating a corpse inside of the uh, the shopping center, nice. and uh, the corpse that it is eating is a um, recycle of the body of uh, Angela nice. from Silent Hill Two. Nice. Uh, which it, it's it's a lot of things that are like: is this supposed to be symbolism, or was somebody lazy that day? Uh, <laughs> and it can be both. It can absolutely be both. Yeah. So anyway, uh, her dad is dead, and she gets sad about it, but then she goes outside, and wouldn't you know it, Claudia's there, and Uh. she's like, yeah, I killed your dad, and she's like, wait, what? And Claudia's like, I killed him so I can fill your heart with hate, because this has suddenly become a Star Wars Mm. movie about turning to the dark side, and she's like, "I I gotta fill you up with all the anger so that you bring about the end of the world, Uh, and and then uh, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you for that, Claudia." And Claudia says, "Oh, I didn't kill him. I just gave the order. This is who killed him." And a monster comes out of nowhere that is uh, the fucking worst thing I've ever had to fight yeah. in a Silent Hill game. It's called the Missionary. Yeah. Uh, it it moves super fast, mm. uh, and it just sort of darts around, and it has giant scissor arms. But this is also the first time in a Silent Hill game that if you like fire a, a bullet at it, uh, a monster, uh, instead of just being a, a big old sack of flesh that just keeps taking the bullets, uh, it it blocks your bullets with its arms, uh, and you're just like, Son okay, of a bitch. that's new. <laughs> that is a new problem that we have to deal with now. <sighs> so you wind up you you wind up killing that, and this is all just part of the same block that is like, it's like ten minutes of. Of 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 a video that you have to watch, followed by the worst boss fight ever, followed by another ten minutes. Anyway, you kill the monster. Uh, you go back inside, and who's inside? But your new detective buddy, and he's found yeah. your dead dad, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to drive you to Silent Hill. And as he's driving you to Silent Hill, he has some truths to tell you about about your life and your past, and so on and so forth. So everyone sort of gets on the same page around yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and it turns and of course your father Harry uh, is of course your adoptive father. You had an actual right. father, but your actual father is an abusive piece of shit. Do you want to take it from here? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean to go back for like one second because I think we we went over mm-hmm. a lot. I think it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did like we did like and these thirty minutes are like the entirety of the episode, and they just happen without a break. I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's like kind of, I think it's kind of poetic or really kind of like, like, like sweetly tragic that, uh, you know, the first game is all about, um, Harry's relationship to Cheryl and like that, like Cheryl's gone and we have to get her, we have to find her, we have to save her. And then like the third game is all about 
Heather uh, taking, you know, revenge for trying to get revenge uh, for the death of her father. And so it's about the relationship. Um, and I think it's kind of like sweet and tragic that like, it's like poetic that they never like really have like any like real screen time with each other, except for, I think like two minutes at the end of one where he's like holding the baby. Um, like that's like a nice, I think it's like a nice parallel. Uh, <laughs> it, it is yeah. that that it, it, and and it, the, it it is the entirety of this game. It is tied into real human feelings. Yeah. Uh, and I, I it, sorry, that sounds shitty because Silent Hill Two is, of course, about like cancer or loss or or that sort of thing, and it, it's just not a thing that I've had to experience in that way yeah. but like the rest of this feels like a lot more just general family stuff in a way that's more universal and so maybe it hurts more in that way yeah. i also just like it's 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 a good yeah. story <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's also like a little bit um yeah uh, i think you like uh kind of hit the nail a little bit when you're like it's it's very like star wars when uh claudia is like basically creating that impetus to finish the game or for, for the character to, uh, you know, uh, to pursue the events that trigger, uh, the rest of the game. Like, we're kind of like, listen, uh, I killed, like, we killed your dad or I, I helped kill your dad to fill you with hate so that this thing can happen. Uh, where you're like, oh, well, clearly if that thing happens, then like, that's the rest of the game or that's the end of the game. Uh, so it's like very, um, it like, it's like, it's like, you can think of it as like clunky. I think of it as as pretty meta. You're like, I must create the conditions for the rest of the game to happen. Uh, uh, and I think that like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I mean, and we can talk about. I'm assuming we're gonna talk more about like what paradise is because they don't right. they don't shut up about it. Like everything is about <laughs> this f- fucking fake religion. Uh, <laughs> but I think like, <laughs> like for me, that's like, um, uh, can we talk about, uh, my thing with the cult now, or do you want to talk about the cult later? Uh, cause I have feelings about the cult, Brock. <laughs> oh, y- yes, please, please dive into that. I would love to know. Sure. So I was like thinking about why I kind of struggle with like, with the cult element of the Silent Hill film, Silent Hill games. Um, and part of it's like, I'm like, oh, it's confusing and it's like complicated. Um, but I think the other thing that was bothering me, which I just like realized today, I was like eating Chipotle and I was like, oh, that's what's, that's what's bothering me. Uh, as I like eat my Chipotle, uh, was, uh, this idea that, uh, so for me, like there's this weird tension in the game. Uh, or, like, the weird tension, like, present in the narrative of the game where uh, the cult is about kind of... Uh, the cult implies this kind of world-building or this sort of, like, we are going to, you know, end the world or bring the world right. into this new place. But, like, for me, Silent Hill isn't about world-building and it's not about the world. It's about, like, the five people who fucked up each game who are now, like, in Silent Hill, if that makes sense. Like... Uh, you you see it as, as as like a really dark version of the five people you meet in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a, it's about like the psychological state of these characters. Uh, like I I don't care. I don't think that Silent Hill uh, or like the events in Silent Hill should meaningfully impact people who haven't like fucked, who haven't like triggered a relationship to Silent Hill. 
You know? Oh, you know what I mean? okay. Okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, it would be so weird for the apocalypse to come about from inside this weird pocket dimension where no one knew what was happening. Yeah. And it was just like, it's, you know, like, if I'm, if I'm like dealing with Silent Hill shit, I'm like, uh, I, 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 like, I would expect to have killed my wife or to have found a weird baby or be that weird baby. Uh, you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> like a reason. That was such an incredible list. Oh my God. Those are the three reasons so far. Uh, in order, find a weird baby, kill your wife, be a weird baby. Uh, that's what, those are the main... Somebody please make that as a piece of art for us. Oh my God. Listeners, if you're out there, uh, this is the art that Brock wants. Uh, so for me, like, I'm like, if you're not, if you're not a wife killer or involved in a weird baby, to me so far, uh, in the series, like, I don't think that Silent Hill should affect you. Uh, or, or, you know, if you, if Silent Hill is affecting you, it needs, like, a better reason than, like, oh, there's a, there's a cult, you know, like, it feels arbitrary, and it feels like there's, like, this real tension or conflict of interest between what the game is and, like, what this cult is, which makes, which even though that the cult is kind of, like, the basis for, like, the, 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 like, the kind of the structure of, like, a lot of the like, it's, like, the justification for why things are happening in the game. For me, it's, like, right. always kind of makes it less interesting because, for me, uh, it's about the relationship of, like, or, like, the psychology of the people inside the town. And when you're, like, oh, we're going to we're gonna end the world. It's, like, uh, I mean, the, the world shouldn't matter in these games. That's probably a, a long way of talking about something fairly simple. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right. The, the, the stakes in this should be personal because it is, it is a, a, it is a personal reality. Right. Like it is so weird that there is, is that other layer. And I'd never thought about that before. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of reasons to think that the cult thing is uh tired storytelling, mm. but this is, this is a tired mechanic that you're pointing <laughs> out. That's just like, no, it's, it's, it's insane that this should be a fight between like three people of which two of whom are dead and then also maybe the world ends. Yeah. You're 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 absolutely right yeah. about that. It doesn't need to be that. Uh because yeah, it should be about what happens to these people and their souls after it. Uh you've seen uh it, right? I have seen it. Right. Uh, uh this gets complicated in audio <laughs> form. Uh so I, me and my wife just saw it, uh, and we were talking about it while it was happening. I was like, "Oh, so the thing about it is that uh, Pennywise, who lives in the sewers, um, his darkness and bullshit uh, infects the entire town, which is why all the adults are so fucking awful." Mm. And like by the time the second film rolls around, uh, that part of the storyline, uh, like, and and they the directors have already confirmed that this is going to be in that film, like. It does start with uh, the people of the town like murdering one of their gay residents for being gay because they just have all this fucking MAGA energy bullshit inside of them that turns them this this fucking evil. And I I have been thinking about like the cult uh, in that way a little bit. There's like uh, which is um, so there's there's one of the monsters in this uh, who is uh, called. Looking up in my notes, uh, do 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 do, uh, Valtiel, yeah, Valtel, uh, and he's basically the pyramid head of this game. He is uh, a creature that walks around and like occasionally like turns a knob or, or like does something, but he's not p- 
pyramid head and and even the creators have said like he's one of the few things in the original team silence games that he is not the product of of anybody's sins or darkness or anything mm-hmm. uh, but he is like like pyramid head's brother uh but um <laughs> i love that <laughs> uh, he exists yeah, he, 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 they have they have an explanation about it that like one can't exist without the other. That I was just like two paragraphs into, and I was like, I do not care. I I know I care, <laughs> but I don't care that I care enough to have a podcast about this. But in the second yeah. paragraph of something that from two thousand and two, I'm 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 out. Uh, but like, uh, so I mean, I heard the I heard I heard the phrase. Yeah, I mean, I heard the phrase uh, "Pyramid Head's brother," and I'm just like, I'm already incredibly charmed like i'll be real like because you don't think of him as like having a family like it feels like it feels like one of those like disney movies where like what if the villain was just misunderstood it's like uh you know it's like uh maleficent but with the pyramid heads like we see pyramid head growing up with his family oh they don't like the fact that his pyramid head's too big uh and that what leads him into the darkness uh anyway uh i just had i uh, i just ran a whole disney movie uh in my head so we can keep going since that just happened i, li- I like the variations on this that are I, i'm sorry <laughs> it's so funny. i like i like the version of yours that his pyramid's too big so it's more of this like rudolph story <laughs> like oh and his pyramid guided the way that night. Uh, but then I like the idea of like the downtrodden pyramid head coming home after a day at work. He's dragging the sword behind him and he hangs it up. And then he sees his wife and his kids. And I'm not sure which which version is funnier. If it's a whole family that have pyramid heads or if they're just like this really normal house. Or if they're just dolls. All, all three versions are so good. But your, your, Rudolph, your Rudolph pyramid head story has, has touched me as... I, I don't know if I've ever brought it up on the show before, but um, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood every year at Halloween does really over-the-top mazes for stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of years back, uh, Silent Hill 3D was coming out, and they made a maze for Silent Hill 3D, uh, which I stood in line for for two and a half hours. Each of these mazes takes about three minutes to walk through at the yeah. end. Uh, and that's... <laughs> That, and, and the entire time, they were just doing the air raid siren. So, like, at oh, this no. point, the Silent Hill air raid siren stuff, just, it's it's a trigger for me. No. Uh, but when I got into the maze, it was a lot of silent, it was a lot of pyramid head dudes who were dudes on stilts that, like, leaning over stuff uh, to scare people. But as a six, seven man, as I was walking through with a bunch of, like, very short friends, uh, occasionally pyramid heads would just high five me as fellow, like, tall people. And I was like, this is... It, like it, it made the entire thing worth it. I was like, yeah, oh, hey, high five, big guy. All right, keep up the good work. Yeah, holding that sword, it takes a lot of work, right, man? All right, getting a getting a pyramid high a pyramid head high five is is you know the peak of as good as I'll feel in my life. I think. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything better. I can't. Someday I'll dress as Pyramid Head and give you a high five. I promise. I, I I stopped in the middle of a thing, so like there was a, there's Pyramid Head brother type, mm-hmm. uh, but that creature we talked about earlier, that's the the fast creature that absolutely murdered your dad. Yeah. Uh, that is the missionary, and the explanation they give for the missionary is that um, he's actually a a human cult member that has just been so corrupted by belief in this that mm-hmm. he's become this thing that is also like. Uh, if you turn your flashlight off, he's completely blind to you. So there's 
and and I think this is the first time in Silent Hill, and I don't know if we'll encounter it again, where the idea has become uh, that the humans there, especially the cult members, uh, can believe so hard that they p- become part of the corruption. Uh. Uh, which I was like, that's 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 an interesting thing that we don't get into. Uh, my friend Whitney, who is is we're gonna have on as a guest at some point, who is the person that I you've known from Twitter, who has asked us about uh, doing some of the other games, yeah, uh, and things like that. Um, Whitney pointed out that we missed in the uh, the first Silent Hill game that there's actually a subplot that a lot of people missed, so we've been given a pass on this. <laughs> That uh, there's there's that whole weird like uh, storyline about corruption in the local government or whatever. Yeah. But there is a whole the that whole subplot is about how they're all drug dealers. And at, at one point you do find like a, a safe full of drugs mm. and uh, and it, it all ties into other things. And apparently there is a long running thread of this through other games that implies that like the local town government also use drugs to help convert people to the cult the the further that you dig into this there's details that make the cult thing interesting but i agree with you on the surface they are not Uh, (laughs) so it's like over time and even if it takes headcanon like there's stuff here that's interesting but your original point absolutely still holds Mm -hmm. It is a ludicrous thing to think that something that is happening inside of the head of a girl that can wake up at any point if she falls down a hole mm-hmm. uh, could bring about the end of the world. <laughs> it's it's lunacy. <laughs> I mean, I totally um, I am willing to open my eyes to uh, the idea that this cult is interesting if I read more <laughs> of the canon. Like I'm like not um, I'm not my mind is not closed. The idea of this cult. <laughs> And and luckily, the the more this series goes on, the more people lean on that. Uh, so mm. for better or worse, <laughs> we'll we'll get to reapproach this. Uh, anyway, you go through all this stuff and you wind up back in the town of Silent Hill uh, because you're there to kill this woman that killed your dad. Right. Uh, and your detective friend drove you here, and all all those choices seem bad. Uh, but here you are, and you are once again. A teenage girl with a a vest full of pockets and a bunch of guns. Now, uh, you you finally reached that point that that you're here and, and there's these monsters. Uh, and God bless, God bless Douglas Cart. And God bless, God, God bless the investigator Douglas Cartland for never treating you like a teenage girl. Like he's just like, oh, you wanna you wanna go out there on your own? Okay. Uh, like I feel like he really <laughs> treats her like she's like an adult, which I think is like. Very charming. Oh, okay, I'll take that. I always thought it was a bit like, ludicrous, like l- but this ludicrous. is yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I just like. Uh, I feel like. I feel like. Uh, uh, I don't want to like watch this the cutscene where they fight about whether she can leave the the hotel room for like forty minutes. Like you're not you're not old enough to fight those monsters. Shut up. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, like, like, I'm like so glad they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> she, he's just gonna treat her like she's an adult. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this uh, much quicker. Like, I feel like that is like basically the reason they chose to do that, and I am more than fine with that. I would love to hear some sort of like oral history where they were like, actually, we were going to like 
really talk down to her for an hour, but we just didn't have like the budget for VO. <laughs> like some sort of technical reason was the reason that they had to treat her as as a woman with her own ability to make decisions. <laughs> oh, a technical limitations created a, a a woman with agency, and that's that's video games in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> We're we're into Silent Hill here, and this is a perhaps a good point to talk about um, some of the vil- some of the like creatures that you're up against here. And I agree with you; things here are not as interesting as they were in Silent Hill Two because a lot of things are, as I joked previously, just different forms of sacks filled with meat, uh, and <laughs> they can lunge at you in different ways, and they're all very creepy and movie. Uh, but the uh, the closer. Uh, is uh, is the creature that you see at the very first time when you're in the room where you find the gun. Uh, it's this big giant monster that has these two giant front uh, hands and, and one's yeah. like a club and the other's like a claw. And their explanation of that is that it is it is your mother's abuse made manifest. Um, and uh, and and that's why it's also in the mall and uh, it's it's of course being fused to the bag, which is the, the burden of its heavy weight mm. uh, and the mouth is its most prominent feature uh, and it, just a lot of stuff that you're like that that makes some sense I guess I can I yeah. can see where that comes from and the, another creature that you run up against uh, and this one was uh, do not follow this uh, Wikipedia wormhole if you do not have the <laughs> stomach for it uh, but there is something called the numb body which is basically these creatures that you encounter that are very veiny uh, and and they're not that ag- they're aggressive, but they can't do that much to you. But you see them a lot in the game, uh, and it turns out uh, that they are uh, based on harlequin ichthyosis, mm-hmm. uh, which is a disease of infants. Uh, oh yeah, where I've heard of that. a kid comes, yeah, yeah. So it's it is a lot. A lot of these other monsters uh, sort of follow in that path where it is. And and this is what we're kind of building to plot wise. The monsters are are a lot about uh, child development gone wrong and abortion, mm. uh, which is this weird place that we're about to wade into. Yeah. Uh, so like I, I I now get a lot of these, but they from a video game place that you're like they're they're all kind of the same monster, and and I get it. Nothing here is that startling or weird. But like for a thematic thing, when you were like, I don't think that these things tie it in this way. Now that I can see mm. it through some of that lens, I'm like, oh, there is a lot here. It's just the theme that they went with this time. And perhaps they stuck to it too closely <laughs> is to do a lot of this stuff that, uh, you know, this monster is the female cervix. And you're like, OK, right. and you didn't have a lot of weird ideas for making that uh, terrifying or filled with tentacles or something. Uh, and you know, we have a dick monster in here at some point and we know what that is, but like, uh, so, so what we wind up with is that, uh, Heather is now at Silent Hill. Uh, and when we get to Silent Hill, we go back to where we were in Silent Hill one. Uh, there's the hospitals and stuff. Um, but there is also the amusement park and this amusement park sequence is, uh, one of my favorite things that I've ever seen in a game, and I've heard about it for years, and just playing it was uh, an absolute 
living hell. Oh my God, it's so great. <laughs> uh, she basically is has to get through this part of the amusement park where she goes through a series of like Disney style haunted house things. Uh, and so, so you have to go through this series of rooms <laughs> where uh, a very spooky narrator is like, well, everyone here was killed or were they <laughs> by suicide? And then like there's a lightning flash and there's a body or like something drops from the ceiling. It's it's all just like over the top silly jump scares. Uh, and it is unnerving as hell. It is so fucking good. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, it, it is also one of those moments that I was like, why don't you make the whole plane out of the black box? It's like, wait, <laughs> let, let me play a game that's just set inside a haunted Disneyland. Uh, do that, Silent Hill. Uh, this was like another part of the game that was like, they, they, where there's like, there's like this funny games, like, uh, tone or like this funny games element of the game where it's like, really? You want to play a fucking horror game? Well, fuck you. Like I love, I like I love I that. Like your Jersey Shore <laughs> Silent Hill narrator. <laughs> you stupid asshole. <laughs> I, it, it is very funny, but these games do actively hate yeah. us. For <laughs> oh, they <laughs> so hate okay. us. <laughs> uh, so I yeah, and, and and this is also the point where it gets into some weird puzzle stuff where it's like I don't know, I had to steal a gem from a T Rex, and you're like, where did? Where did this stuff come from? It's, <sighs> it's fine. It's we're we're so close to the end on this one. Anyway, we we get to the point where everybody's kind of back in the same place, and 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 walk. Tell tell us what the point of this game was. Okay, the point of this game, Brock, <laughs> is to give birth to God. Um, God. <laughs> a total normal sentence. Uh, super normal sentence. Um, that God will usher in paradise, which like. Um, the way they describe it, I think Claudia's like, in paradise, there's no war or struggle and no one is hurt and no one bleeds and, and, and Douglas is like, so it's a, it's, it's some, it's, it's a place where nothing fucking happens. Uh, and Claudia's like, but better than that, uh, (laughs) you make it sound bad. Um. (laughs) <laughs> you make nothingness sound bad. <laughs> uh, and for me, like, uh, there's, like, an obviously, like, very, like, meta interpretation of paradises, which is, like, when you stop playing the game or when you finish the game, I'm like, oh, that's probably, uh, I mean, that's, like, uh, the, that's the meta interpretation, but I do think that, like, there is some value in that interpretation just, like, because of, like, the meta elements of this game. And like the very end of it, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, like Vincent and Claudia are are talking, and they like they and 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 Vincent calls Claudia a mat, like a crazy bitch, uh, and uh, are we even going to talk about? Uh, oh my God, there's so much. There's actually like a lot in this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I made us do like a 40 minute. Uh, tangent, and now we're not even going to get to all the shit in it. Um, the whole thing with Claudia's dad, which is insane, like, uh, when um, uh, Heather picks up the phone, and it's, like, Claudia's dad, and he thinks he's talking to Claudia, and and then, like, we meet uh, Leonard Wolf, and he's just, like, a big old monster, uh, and that's, like, really effed up, and we find out through Vincent making fun of Claudia that like his father that her father beat her and that's like kind of like why she's doing all this it's some uh, sort of it's kind of like 
there's like it's like an explicit in a line of dialogue where she's like in paradise uh your dad is cool with you uh, <laughs> that's probably not a verbatim quote and, and and you're right some of that stuff and the abuse absolutely like uh this that gets into what you were saying earlier which is the idea that uh some of the monsters here it, these are not monsters born from just one person. These are monsters born from two different women yeah. with two different sets of trauma. Yeah. Uh, and it it is weird to have to battle another woman's trauma yeah. to save yourself. The It is, it's complicated and smart and interesting. And it, this is one of the reasons I love doing this show with you because like uh, unpacking an, a Silent Hill game often leaves me going, uh, Am I not smart enough to get this? Uh, is this a cultural thing? Like, there's there's so much here, and maybe it needs more time. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, you're you're right. Like, there's there's so there's just so much here, and it's it's so weird, and and it's it's such a weird thing even to step away and just try to like even explain the concept of what we're talking about on this podcast is like, hey, did you know that there is some of the densest sexual trauma based yeah. literature in the world <laughs> and it's buried in a game where you've got to keep cracking skulls and shooting monsters and then stepping on them like a cockroach and it's like okay <laughs> that sounds reasonable yeah and like it's like i mean it's interesting i mean again like ugh, uh there's there's so much <laughs> <laughs> we this this is this is when you know that we're starting to wrap up when we're just making sounds and we're like ah uh, there's just so much here we're we're gonna well, have like, to come back to it yeah I mean obviously like uh like I kind there's like a really facile interpretation of the story which is basically like uh good daddies are good and bad dads are bad uh there's a whole thing with like um how like. Claudia's father's a piece of shit and like uh Harry Mason like is obviously like a is like a, a great dad uh and how like toward the end of the game there's um uh like a medallion or like something that comes from Claudia's father which ends up being like worthless and like something that comes from that comes from like uh Heather's father which ends up like being like the thing that like save, saves her life uh, which is like, I don't know, did you, it, did you find that part, like, too on the nose when she's like, uh, I guess, like, for me, the, the too on the nose is, like, fine because of the actual thing it triggers, which is that she, like, vomits up God, which I, like, love that I can even say that sentence and be referring to something else, uh, like, like it's a it's a beautiful sentence it <laughs> flows perfectly uh like to, yeah to vomit up god yeah. i want to say it in, in the most hannibal voice ever uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she like she vomits up yeah. the fetus that like god's like the fetus that is god uh uh as a, a result just, just to make sure you're all following us our, our protagonist has had the fetus of of the god of this cult inside of them and they take like ipithic syrup uh, and vomit up God yeah. in front of the bad guy, and the bad woman, Claudia, is like, what are you doing? And before God can be stepped on, <sighs> Claudia picks up God <laughs> and eats God uh. <laughs> so that she can then give birth to God. Uh, it is it is hands down <laughs> one of the most twisted, bizarre things I have ever seen in a video game. It belongs in a movie. It's just so otherworldly a woman vomits up a thing and then another woman eats it to give birth to it 
while also exploding. It's oh my god. It's I I I I, don't, I, I can't even imagine like. It's 2003, so like it was long before I was like reading game reviews before I played the game. I cannot imagine what it would be like now if it like the day the game came out, I was buying it. And somebody (laughs) was like, by the way, when this game ends, uh, you've got to fight a god that was birthed from a woman that ate what you threw up. And I was just like, is this about cats? What What happened? I don't. It's so fucking weird. And again, like I Uh, would I would give every cent I have. To own the whiteboard where Team Silent made this choice, <laughs> I imagine just like, uh, like the words like in Japanese, like "eat God's fetus," like circled, <laughs> just like uh, various I, other equally terrible scenarios that have all been crossed out. Like that's the one they chose. Like I think that's amazing. I want to imagine that they were like ninety five percent done. And then, like, he comes into work on the last day, and he's like, so, so today's the big day. This is when we do the thing. And everyone's like, how does it end? And he's like, check this out. <laughs> and then everyone's like, what did we spend the last two years working on? If anyone hears about this, we'll be laughed out of our professions and perhaps our cities. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it shouldn't be. It's, it's fucking cool it's fucking dark and weird and it's so complicated and like you know it's fun to laugh at some of this stuff because it's so goddamn ridiculous but also like i don't know i've never had an idea that complex in my entire life Mm -hmm. i don't know who who like looks at this stuff and is like you know how i'm gonna deal with trauma and somebody's like what (laughs) is like check this watch where this goes from here it's it's incredible it's it's art it's cinematic it's 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 smarter than I am, and and it's fun. I can still laugh at it. It's fine, but like my God, where where does that come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, the game goes. Uh, that happens. Uh, Claudia falls into a pit, and she does give birth to God. And God is this giant monster yeah. that's sort of very clockworky yeah. uh and uh and and it is your final boss battle it is you just constantly shooting at god who now has uh the face of the child alessa yeah uh which just like this this ties into like you know what we're gonna have somebody else on to go back through everything that happened in this game lore wise and stuff but like it's it's a giant creepy crawly monster with a tiny girl's face on it. That's also breathes fire and uh, you're actually in hell fighting it. Uh, and that's, that's what you do. You, you kill it and then you, you walk over and you just kick it a bunch. And I know it's a game where you've had to shoot things and then kick it to make sure it's dead, but this yeah. kid, you're not in charge of the kicking. So she just stands over the body of this dead God just kicking it for way too comedically long and then walks away and says something like, and let's let the credits roll. And you're just like, yeah. who are you talking to? What? <laughs> She's like talking this, to us. Weird... She's talking to <laughs> us, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> She's talking to us. The uh, yeah. Did, did you feel like she was speaking to you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, and I know that, like, I, like, read uh, the Silent Hill wikia, so I know that, you know, originally they were supposed to be, like, a baby's cry in that moment, and she's, like, looking back because she hears the baby's cry, which implies that God has been re- 
put inside the stomach of some other person or like that it's being reborn or in the process of being resurrected what? uh this is go to the silent hill wiki it's it's all there um uh and they're just like oh we took out the baby sound so now it doesn't quite make any sense or like now it's like much more ambiguous about why she looks back but i like to think that or it, it feels like for me like without that it just becomes like a, a meta moment of, a, of her like looking at the viewer and it's like we're all we're all we're all done here you you punk <laughs> <laughs> you punk <laughs> yeah right. I, I think i think all teens talk like clint eastwood so <laughs> get off of get off of my baby <laughs> Yeah, so I, there's multiple endings to this. There's there's a lot of other choices. This is definitely one that we've got another episode on at a later point yeah. because we've passed our one hour mark, and at some point it'll just be us rambling into the void. Um, what did you think of this? How did this make you feel? What was the experience like? Yeah, um, watching it, um, I definitely like it. I think that there's like are like some tensions or contradictions in it from a narrative perspective and I think I overall am into it because I think it kind of like lives uh pretty like well in those contradictions or those tensions like it doesn't um it doesn't like rush to try to correct them it just kind of like uh you know luxuriates in some of these strange tensions um I do feel like um the cult stuff is just like hard for me. And like, there is a part of me that wishes that like Claudia were like less uh, like impenetrable or that she like, sure. or that there was like, it was like less, like she's like less. Um, I feel like when you have a video game and you have like this person who's obviously like a bad guy, like they get flat really fast. Um, or like, they're just like, oh, to, yeah. To be fair, I, I thought that what she did was, uh, was the least flat version of, of what this video game villain could be, because it would have been very easy for her to be this mustache twirly sort of like, I'm trying to bring about the end of the world. The, the final like big conversations that you have with her around the church and stuff are all about like, oh, so you want to like rule the world or whatever? And she's like, oh, no, 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 I have to die for my sins. Yeah. Like, I know that even if I save the world, like I have to die. I'm trying to do my best here. And like, I know that I'm going to be faced with like eternal punishment for this. Yeah. Uh, and and I found that it is, it is flatter than it could have been, but it is a, a line into like, okay, this is, it is a female protagonist who is not, evil she believes in what she believes and she's trying to do it and she like how how often does a villain actively acknowledge like i am a super flawed person and like i'm just trying to do my best and i was like this is this is so interesting and like i I mean at the in the end she eats god to birth god and and some (laughs) of that's fucking out there but like that sort of thing i was like okay this is i if if I'm comparing it only to the interactions you have with other people in other Silent Hill games, this is a gold medal. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's about the best you can ask for. Uh, yeah. 
and 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 yeah there's there's questions to talk about here about whether or not this is her silent hill like based on how much of the monster shit comes out of her but also she's trying to do good by her own measure of good like it is yeah she's a complicated interesting character and you're absolutely right she deserved better she deserved a a game that was maybe a little longer to explore that or something Mm -hmm. uh i i I agree with you entirely it's it's a really interesting female character that that gets most of the way there and 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 she should have more (laughs) yeah just like in terms of like how it's staged or i feel like i feel like when i'm watching it and um Maybe this is, like, less pronounced when you're playing it, like, the way that Heather's always in the foreground, and then Claudia's, like, always, like, in the background of every scene. Like, just, like, the way it's staged. Like, she always feels, like, even in those moments where she's talking about, um, you know, like, her flaws or her ills, like, she always feels, like, removed from me as a, as a player. Like, I think if she was ever, like, even, oh, I can picture that. That makes a lot of sense. Like, um, like if I was like directing it, I'd be like, maybe there could be a scene where she like comes to the foreground and we have that moment. Uh, <laughs> I think the closest she comes to the foreground is probably when she eats the fetus, where like she's probably eating the fetus like a foot from Heather, and that might be like as close as they get to each other. <laughs> and it's of course like, uh, even though they're like there's this proximity, uh, her act is like so repellent that you're just like. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you're just like you like you like kind of launch yourself from the, from what she's doing, and then you're like, oh, I'm still pretty far away from you uh, because I'm just <laughs> literally jumping out of my skin watching you do this disgusting thing. It, it, but also, it would have been the sort of thing that, like, if if somebody told me, like, uh, oh yeah, we always made sure that she was never center frame the entirety of the game until the moment that she eats God. And it's like, okay, you know what? That's smart too. I get what's <laughs> happening. Uh, You're like, valid. Yeah, this is, uh, we, but we've also talked more about the villain here than I, I guess the main character, which is that there, there is a, such an interesting thing to be done here, uh, both for her and for her dad, R.I.P., uh, and for everyone in their orbit, that's about like the trauma of of childhood, yeah. of the trauma of just how you know stuff can still haunt you, and and that is its own different Silent Hill. <laughs> the the I, if somebody explained it to me that they were like, oh, actually, this Silent Hill is not the same Silent Hill as she was in seventeen years ago because this Silent Hill has been born from the suffering of the people that survived that seems to read to me as to like what they're in now. Like it, that's why the amusement park and things like that are, are not the same, but are equal are even more twisted and weird and dark. And it's like, okay, maybe like a, like each facsimile, each person that comes through and makes it out makes it somehow worse uh, because (laughs) you're just left with your memories and your memories heighten everything. It is, it is a fucking incredible game. I I, I had a, a hard time with it, uh, playing it. I yeah. <laughs> I loved the experience. I this is one of those things. I'm like, I'm just glad you and I get to do this yeah. uh, because the end result is something that I'm like, I I was never gonna set aside the time to do it, and I'm just so glad that I did. Uh, and I'm sure that that's not the review I will give to a, a lot of things <laughs> moving forward here in the series. But like, uh, God, if it it felt cool and yeah. and. I don't know where else I would find something like this. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I'm just like watching it and I'm like, this is so cool. Like, 
(laughs) (laughs) I love how dirty it is. It's just, I love how each game just gets filthier and filthier. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross and I love it. It's so gross and I love it is our new tagline. Uh, Rachel, where can people find you online and support your stuff? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can uh, visit me at my Twitter handle, R-H-A-A-N-D-L-M-A-N. What else are you working on? Where can people come see you do your stuff? Uh, I do improv in Boston. Uh, You can catch me every fourth Thursday uh at improv boston uh presents magic the gathering the show i also produce cage match every friday i i really want to come out and see the magic the gathering show at some point it's (laughs) dope you're like oh that's kind of nerdy no it's it's amazing like i i oh i'm sure it is i'm talking about flying out to see an improv show i know that you i believe in what you make (laughs) i mean you can also go to like the science museum like make it a whole trip (laughs) there are like there are a few things to look at in boston we have we have some nice museums at, at at some point when we have a, a Patreon and stuff for this show, we'll uh, we'll get the money together for me to fly out, and we'll go both go to uh, Centralia together and record our last episode or something. Sounds awesome. I want to. I really want to do a live show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I wish it, I wish it could be for Silent Hill 3D, and we could just screen it for everyone beforehand and just appreciate Kit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To uh, to the listeners, I'm at Brock Wilbur on all the things. Uh, I have a, a number of shows you can find on iTunes by looking for my dumb idiot name. Um, I'm just uh, super thankful to Rachel for doing the show with me. This is so much fun. And thank you guys for listening. Please rate, review, tell a friend. Oh, and this is the most important thing of, of the entire night. We we do read the reviews, and uh, no one was an abusing no one was an abusing in a cat in the background last time. Uh, the cat was fine. Cat was just <laughs> outside the door. Uh, we we promise that there will be no future recordings with sad cat sounds in the background. Okay. Uh, I literally cannot promise that. I don't know why we're promising. That. <laughs> the cat comes into the room, starts chewing the wires. Got to get him out, but he, all he wants to do is be inside the room. Guys, it's there might be a sad cat. <laughs> okay, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>